How do we open this podcast? Uh, uh, so I'm just going to play the old intro on my phone <laughs> over the microphone. And we're just going to kick in like please a throw up radio. do it. <laughs> now loading throw up radio. Rhett, do you, for old time's sake, do you want to introduce the podcast? Uh, yeah, I can open. All right. I mean, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I'm down for whatever. Let me get, let me get into my my mode here. I haven't been in podcast mode in some time. Give me. <clears throat> What's up, all you creeps and fucks? Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Club F Radio Wave Podcast, the podcast that we renamed uh, whenever we restarted it. But you guys are listening to um, myself, Jay Gatsby. Uh, Chase Super 64, and uh, the gentleman who helped us start the original podcast, um, Tenseken, or our good friend, Rhett. Hello. That's me. <laughs> That's him. That's, That's me. Him. And uh, let's just, let's give, the original podcast was entirely uh, my, my brainchild. Um, you guys just came along for the ride, so let's just, you know. Give credit where credit is due, I understand. <laughs> yeah. So no, it was a mutual effort. It was a joint effort. But for real, though, like whenever we uh, first started Bro Op, I didn't really know what I was doing. But one of the things that I thought would be a good idea would be to give everybody uh, a specific thing that they were in charge of. So the original thought was I'd be in charge of the YouTube. Chase would be in charge of the Twitch. And Red would be in charge of the podcast. And ultimately, while that was a good idea in theory, like a lot of stuff got in the way. Like Twitch, YouTube is an enormous animal. Twitch became a really hard on Chase as his computer aged. And, you know, so things have changed a lot since then. Um, for example, uh, Tenseken has a pretty successful Twitch channel of his own, if you ever want to check that out. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's uh, Rhett's Shitty Movies. Dot. Max, Maximilian underscore dude. Max, uh, it there is. <laughs> God, I wish you were Maximilian dude. <laughs> God, I fucking think of that every night before I go to bed. I just wish you were Maximilian dude. You and me both. <laughs> I, I would swap lives with him, just saying. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, the, the podcast now, we've learned a lot since this very first one that I'm sure I've slid in to the edit somehow. Um, it's much more casual, but we are going to have a conversation that's pretty similar to the conversations we used to have. Because we used to have more, like, gamer news-style hard-hitting reports and comparisons. Uh, so since uh, that's not what you're getting this time, what you're getting instead is a bunch of dudes talking about the next generation of consoles and the next generation of gaming. Um, I, I will say, for the record, I like this format a lot better than what we previously tried to do. Because, like you said, we did previously. It's like we had meetings beforehand, yeah. And we're just like, okay, what's on our minds right now? Like, what is like the the news for each of us? And it was, you know, mostly us three and 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 justice. And uh, I mean, we talked about going to conventions, uh, fucking games done quick. I mean, just yeah. all just whatever the flavor of the week was for us at the time. I like the idea of actually sitting down and just having a conversation about just one thing, and that being the episode so hats off to you guys i like this format uh quite a bit more than what how we previously did it which you know we were babies then we didn't we, we were we were, we we were really just trying were. to figure it out yeah. well that this format feels more like a podcast to me yeah. like 
Like, I only listen to one podcast at all right now, and it's the Abroad in Japan one. And when I listen to it, I'm just, it always gives me ideas for hours. I want to try to structure ours the way they run theirs. And theirs is just two two guys, and they just talk all the time. Uh, Yes, Artemis, Chris does have a podcast, and it's very fucking good. Um, But yeah, like, they they just have like a fucking conversation. And that's basically what we do now. Like, all this will probably go in the video. He might cut some of it out, whatever. Like, we just sit here and talk. Like, there's no fucking structure. There's like a real loose ass structure, but, you know. We just talk like we would up in Picos. Like, we just hang out. Well, it's kind of like whenever we had the, the one last with uh, with Jaeger and Scott. I knew from the bottom of my heart we weren't going to stay on topic. <laughs> because that's how conversations with them go. And I knew it would be okay. And sure enough, we took a fucking huge aside in the middle of it. <laughs> and then we came back. And I like it like that. Because... Um, something that I've talked about a couple of different times is that, like, before we started Bro Up, my favorite thing about Game Grumps was that if I was lonely, I could put it on and it felt like I had friends over just shooting the shit about video games. So that's kind of the goal for everything we do is that it's meant to just be distilled hominess in a way. So, yeah, this fucking dumbass conversation about consoles coming out. What? I, there's, I think there's a new Nintendo. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna talk about the N-Gage. Uh, what was what we talking about? Oh, new consoles, dude. I heard you can play COD on the N-Gage. Oh man, you the possible. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. <laughs> you listening right now? Chase, you listening? Yeah, I'm here. The possibilities on the N-Gage are absolutely limited. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> you think there's anybody listening to this podcast that doesn't know what the N-Gage is? Uh, yeah. yeah. Possibly. Uh, and for good reason. I mean, I wouldn't, nobody would be, I wouldn't blame anybody for not knowing what the engage was. <laughs> Leave it to my dumb ass to bring up some obsolete piece of shit material, <laughs> technology that just doesn't even matter no more. That, that's right. how I roll, though. For the remainder of the podcast, we will be rating our expectations in engages from... <laughs> From zero to five engages. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see now. I, I was like, "What was there multiple models that I'm not familiar with? Is that what we're basing it off of?" But dude, the engage. Gotcha. Too. I'm with you now. Okay. All right. Um. So this was actually an interesting thing for me to start thinking about whenever Chase initially suggested this topic because I this whole past console generation has kind of just jaded me because as we were talking about a little bit in our private voice chat before this the nature of uh, of next gen has already changed this gen um but at the same time having built a gaming pc and owning an original model x one box one and an original model playstation 4 um i feel like i can speak to like the expectations of most people so what we'll probably do is we'll probably just break it down talk a little bit about uh the playstation 5 the whatever the fuck box i honest to god can't remember the name of this fucking console xbox series x right is that not the next yeah we'll talk about that and i'm sure whatever we have to say will be better than the name and we'll also talk about pc gaming and what what to expect from games as a whole as they move forward um is there anywhere we want to start specifically i figure chase you might have a good idea um well i was thinking about um I figured we'd start with Sony because I figure me and Rhett are far more yeah. uh, Sony fanboys than than anything else currently. You know, maybe That's not fair. back in the yep. day, but uh, definitely now. Um, uh, we'll get into the specs of the PS5 here shortly. But uh, what I wanted to ask you to, since since these two consoles are coming out of you know 
holiday this year. So, you know, shortly six, six, seven months away. Um, wh- what would have to be the launch title? Like the, the f- let's, let's pick three. Let's pick three games because you, you don't want to buy a console for one game, right? So especially right. Uh-huh. five, six hundred dollar console. So wh- what would be like three games that they need that they would need in their launch title lineup for you to, to really just sell you on the PS5? On the PS5? Yeah. Um, to my knowledge, the only thing they've actually revealed anything about so far on the PS5 is that Godfall game that they showed off a little bit of it last year's Eve 3. I don't know if there's anything else, anything else has come out about it since then. Um, that looked good, <laughs> but that's like all we have to come off, uh, go off of. So I don't really know what to think about that yet. And of course there's unrealistic expectations such as, I mean, I'd love a new, well, there's been rumors about Sony acquiring like Castlevania and stuff like that. So that would appeal to me, but I just, I'm not holding my breath for, for, you know, franchises like Castlevania or like a Metal Gear Solid or anything at this point. Yeah. So as far as launch titles, <sighs> That's a tough question. I, I actually hadn't even thought about launch titles as far as uh, the PlayStation is concerned because I don't I don't know. <laughs> you know what I think this generation has done to us is that this is the generation where we watched more and more previously exclusive franchises start bleeding over into their competition's hardware. So that stopped being kind of our mode of thinking. So for me, the things that would make me get a PS5 would probably be something new. Like, I want to see something new that really interests me and really gets my attention, but also looks like, like performance-wise, really impressive. And outside of that, the only exclusive property I can think of that I would want to see, um, I would want to see another game from the creators of uh, Shadow of the Colossus and uh, The Last Guardian. Because I never did play The Last Guardian, but like I am still a huge fan of them and their game-making style. Yeah, and see, I'm with you on the on the new property thing yeah. because yeah, it, it's easy to take an old property and make a make a new game and it be a launch title or whatever. But let's go back to the original Xbox and like when that original Xbox was coming out, I remember being at school and we just all knew you had to get Halo. Like mm-hmm. Halo was coming out with the original Xbox and that was the game to have for that console. And it, we didn't know nothing about Halo other than just what was you know yeah. had been said about it in magazines and stuff but you just knew and i would love to somehow <clears throat> which it's hard to recreate a feeling in 2020 that was that you had back in 2001 or, or yeah. whatever given, given the advancement of technology and how easily accessible news and stuff is to us now but uh i would love to try to get back to that i would love to see a new game and think damn that's that might be the the killer right there like, that might be the the gold title to start off with you know, so uh... and that's it's really hard to do now because I think I think the the real issue here is that because we have withstood all these different games and all these different generations, our standards are so high, and that's why we're seeing less and less new IP, not just in video games but in movies and everything, is that nobody wants to risk their production money on something that they don't know is going to sell. So that, yeah. but you know, like this past gen, they tried. Like, every platform was like, yeah, we're funneling all of our fucking money into indies. Indies, indies, indies. Indies, indies, indies. And I don't know, there has been very few indies that came out of that wave that actually stood out to me. I know uh, Cuphead. Cuphead took the, the world by storm. People were really satisfied with that. Mm, Cuphead was good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know specifically if there's one game on PlayStation that wouldn't go holy shit. But I'm at a disadvantage because this was my first gen where the PlayStation was my main console. So I don't have a lot of nostalgia for Sony-centric titles. Um, I'll tell you that uh, I do plan on waiting to get Final Fantasy VII Remake until there is more of a bundle or something of like the different installments. Like let's say there's three of them. Uh, I, I hope to t- probably just get them all in some limited edition, something or another. And obviously that's already going to happen. So that, that wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, and that would be a great launch title. The, the next final fantasy game, but I don't, we're not anywhere close. To, <laughs> if they're yeah. going to release it. Yeah. If they're releasing the PS five this year holiday, uh, we're, they're not going to be anywhere close to, to that happening. Otherwise yeah. that, that would be a killer app to start off with exactly because what i was gonna say is if now this is a dream lineup this this will never happen like Gret was just saying but if if they were to launch the the ps5 and they were just like all right uh final fantasy 7 remake part 2 spider-man tarp 2 yeah uh you wouldn't be able to find one on a shelf like yeah yeah they they, they would sell like fucking hotcakes especially if it's um if it's exclusive again where to where um it's only on uh on PS5 for like the first year of Final Fantasy, like everyone's gonna want their hands on that shit. Yeah, yeah. agree. But and then some. Well, go ahead. Uh, go. You no, know, you go ahead because I was about to maybe open okay. up a. Okay. Yeah. Game. Well, uh, my my other one, and personally, they would never make this a launch title because I don't I don't know that it would do well. But if they just came out dick swinging and was just like next Monster Hunter, uh, PS5 you know, exclusive. You know, yeah, that would make a difference for me because um. Monster Hunter World was a huge success for me because they finally implemented the power of a next-gen console. So yeah. if, if they were to roll out with another Monster Hunter and just be and finally give me what I want, which is throw me into a real open-world wilderness. Like, this last one was better, but it wasn't a real open-world wilderness. Throw me into that and let me hunt a monster. Buckets. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think you'll ever get that with Monster Hunter due to timed hunts. Yeah. I don't think they're ever going to throw you into a world where you can walk from the jungle to the volcano because I it's just not how the game works. Well, fair enough. Maybe, maybe I need a different franchise then. But, you know, I can still see them implementing uh, performance improvements into the mechanics in some way. Um, but, yeah. You know, and I would say, and this still could very well be a possibility, but... Uh, I would say that I, w- I would be afraid that instead of getting new games of existing franchises, we'll basically get like the Skyrim treatment and they'll be like Monster Hunter World remastered for the PS5. Yeah. But I know yeah. the PS5 is is backwards compatible with a lot of PS4 games already, at least as far as I know that's that's supposed to be the case. So I don't know how much you can actually achieve by re-releasing a game if it's already, you know, backwards compatible with the previous version. And let's just be, this might be a whole other can of worms altogether, <clears throat> but, um, you know, you, you can make the argument saying, oh, it's the, you know, release the next gen version of that. How, how much, in terms of graphics or whatever, how much more next gen can we really get at this point? Because it's not a drastic change like it was going from like the SNES to the N64. Or, yeah. you know, there for a series of 20 years or whatever, it was just drastically looking better. But games these days are looking fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And, yeah, you can make it a little bit more realistic. But Yeah, that's actually what I was going to bring up, if you weren't, was um, 
uh, not, not to cut you off, but like, I do think that we are approaching this level of singularity where like how much better can it look? So I'm not worried about how much better it can look anymore. I'm worried about how much better the system can handle the performance load of both detail and physics. Um, because like, uh, take for example, the, the unreal demo that they've been using to showcase a lot of this stuff for the PlayStation. Um, they talk about like using the exact exact same kind of mapping that they use for like major like AAA films uh, to create their world generation and like high detail geometry where like if you actually look at a, a triangle map of the polygons it's impossible to distinguish where the points begin and end because it's just a fucking blanket of them um, and then for me like dynamic lighting is a big piece of it so that you no longer have like weird fucking shadow things. And more importantly, dynamic physics. Like, I want to see more games with volumetric physics, like a Minecraft, that don't look like a bag of ass. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> that, that's a big thing for me. Yeah, um, uh, talk about that, that tech demo uh, for a little further. Um, one thing that I watched uh, Maximilian Dude do, he, he also put out a video uh, talking about uh, reacting to that tech demo, and he was just like, you know... Uh, I don't know if the Epic devs for like like to lie or like the way that E3 uh, demos do to, to show you all the shit and then it just not even be in the game, not yeah. not even be you know feasible. So he was mm-hmm. like, Let, let's go watch the Unreal Four launch trailer and let's compare uh, to to games we got. And so he did that. And man, when he went back and watched that Unreal Four trailer, it looked like trash. Like he, he was just like, okay, so maybe they're not lying. Like, like yeah. this looks this looks okay for its time, but like, like Final Fantasy VII remake and like God of War looks way better than this tech demo for four, and they're in that engine. So like, I've got some high hopes for this this Unreal Five engine because <laughs> it looks stupid good. Yeah, and that's and that's that's fun. I mean, obviously, the better you can make a game look, then great, go for it. But I might be in the minority here. I'm like, take for example, Final Fantasy VII Remake or like the newest God of War or whatever. Like, those games look well. <laughs> I was thinking, as soon as I was about to say that, I realized Seven has some texture issues. But as far as like the main models and, and like the main things they focused on in that game, like that looks fine to me. Like, I, if you want to amp that up a little bit, and if you can, by all means, go ahead and do it. That's great. I'm just more concerned about actual gameplay at this yeah. point like let's yeah. like yeah make your game look pretty make it look as good as you want to but also don't just focus on that like at the at the end of the day we want a game we want a fully com- full complete game that offers everything we want from it then experience it's about the experience more so than anything because even when you look back on older games now or any games that came out in the last five or six years um how often do you just sit there and go yeah but goddamn the graphics you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's about the experience at the end of the day. So that's yeah. where I'm uh, hoping they, they I hope they don't get too. a lot of developers don't get too um, lost in trying to make it the most realistic looking game. They focus on the gameplay. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I do. I also agree with the other thing you said, you know, we're we're pretty much there. Like like some of these models like take Kratos and the new God of War. He looks fucking real. Like, yeah, I, I, it, it looks like you're just looking at a dude. It's like, yeah. like no shit and um and like th- and that's also why you know going to the back to the gameplay thing that's why that's why some things are just timeless like like chrono trigger man you anybody could pick that up and be like this is fucking great like yeah. oh yeah 
Like, it, I mean, it's pixel graphics. That's nearly cheating these days. Yeah. Because some pixel graphics just, uh, they don't age, you know. But, like, Chrono Trigger is one of those timeless games that's just like, I could play this at any point in my life and have a fantastic time. Yeah, I but that, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's perfectly fine. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, like, kind of to that point, I mean, sometimes trying to keep it up to speed and keeping that great that the the graphics or whatever can kind of kill a game like you're talking about chrono trigger i mean to me if you look at chrono trigger that looks better than like final fantasy 7 the original and you know at the time final fantasy 7 when it came out it was you know shit 3d graphics you know 3d polygons and you know looks it looks great now when i try to play final fantasy 7 i'm like this looks like shit like this is kind of hard yeah. <laughs> for yeah. me to for me to go back and play but something like chrono trigger or final fantasy 6 for that matter some of these pixel-based rpgs or games in general like those are just timeless like th- that yeah. look never gets old to me and, and like i said it's kind of like cheating because yeah. like yeah. pixel graphics rarely age whereas you know final fantasy 7 was their first venture into 3D graphics, so of course it yeah. looked kind of fucking retarded. <laughs> I didn't look at like Mario 64. Like Mario 64, I can that that looks fine to me. Like I feel yeah. like that's aged really well. It has a good look to it, a good style to it. Yeah, it's it's pointy because it's got the polygons and shit, but it's still just a game. Like I can just go back and play now as much as I did back in 1996. What you guys are talking about is actually something that's fascinating to me. In that, um, I watched. Uh, I, I bring this up a lot actually because it helped me understand a lot more about the creative process. Uh, there's a uh, documentary by a YouTuber called Every Frame of Painting, and he does it about. Uh, I believe it's Chuck Jones, uh, who is behind uh, a lot of like classic Looney Tunes that we grew up with, and uh, one of the big things he talked about that that he felt like was what made the difference between his work and the work of other people is that he would set disciplines for himself. And what that means is restrictions that he would place on himself to make his work more unique. And in the case of video games, I have rarely seen an art form that had built in disciplines because with video games for a long time, we didn't have the technology to tell the stories that people were trying to tell. And as a consequence, we accidentally created an aesthetic and that's why pixel art doesn't age. It's because we created a style that will forever be immortalized and people will want to continue doing that style, even though we don't have to do that. Um, like even take, uh, uh, even take final fantasy seven, for example, while the, the blocky like overworld models in that game suck because of limitations, the worlds look beautiful because they were like, well, shit, how are we going to save time? Let's just fucking paint them. <laughs> like, let's just fucking draw one giant picture and we'll just have invisible walls and they won't know the fucking difference. <laughs> And as a consequence, that's part of what makes that so exciting, you know. Yeah. So when we come back to this conversation of how are we going to, uh, how are we going to improve upon these graphics that are already so good looking? Um, I think there's two different ways to go in it. One, you use the the power of the the platform to execute and iterate better on these aesthetics. And that's how you get things like Minecraft, where like, you know, the first time I ever showed Minecraft to anybody other than myself, it was uh, it was Kyle. And he said, this looks free, (laughs) 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 but it's because it was a game that lowered the visual expectations so that it could deliver more on the actual like gameplay and the the depth of it right mm-hmm. so like now i'm imagining a game that looks like chrono trigger but it's an open world 3d game 
like you know there are there are things that we haven't like approached yet that we could still do with right. uh, with a more powerful system yeah but <clears throat> in terms but as far as making it as realistic as possible i will say this and this isn't necessarily to segue into this just yet but i'm just saying now if like vr is something that we're truly just going to push for, like this is just something we're doing for future titles or whatever in that situation i can understand why you would want to spend a lot of time making it as realistic as possible because yes. that's that's them trying to imitate another world yeah. you know like a whole nother visual uh physical world you can interact with through virtual reality so then i can kind of understand it but in terms of just to sit down play the game on your console um i don't i, I really don't know i really don't even know what my main point was well you know that actually but. that that makes sense because to give anybody an example of what he's talking about if you haven't played vr take grand theft auto 5 you know they released grand theft auto 5 on ps3 and uh xbox 360 um and then when they re-released it on the next generation, they added a first-person mode. They had to add m- new textures for that mode because when you switch from third-person to first-person, you wouldn't think it would be a big difference, but you're looking at things more closely. So the textures have to be improved or else you're going to be like, oh, my God, I just stepped into an N64 game. Likewise, mm-hmm. VR is the same way because a lot of VR games I've played, it's just been like, man, with my face right, right next to this wall, it's looking fucking filthy. Like this is not <laughs> this is not looking good, and uh, the VR headset I used wasn't a state of the art one. So even though the lenses, or sorry, the screens behind the lenses were very high resolution, they needed to be higher resolution to for me to be able to submit, suspend my disbelief at all. Because like every time I play a VR game, I have to pretend that I'm like wearing robot eyes <laughs> essentially, or else it's just not going to work. So yeah, that that's another place where this performance boost will probably help. Yeah, like I don't want to see, I don't want to see clipping when I'm in VR. You know, Ooh. like I want it to. <laughs> why is that a thing? Is that a is that a, <laughs> a uh, problem? It's pretty bad. <laughs> see, I don't have any experience with VR. I mean, very very minimal, really. So that's <laughs> that's why I'm kind of coming from more of a standpoint of what I want in VR rather than what we actually got. Yeah. Well, you've played VR chat, right? Like obviously without a VR. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's how most VR games look. Like, it's still such a fucking meme. There's no way I would buy a VR headset right now for anything other than porn. Yeah. <laughs> well, you uh, know what? That's my experience with VR now that you mentioned it. The the porn booth at E3 2016 when they let, let you do first person view, uh, watch porn that way. Now I think about it, that might be the extent of my VR. I'm just imagining uh, Rhett in a booth with a helmet on, just with his face kind of tightened up like he, he does sometimes, going, huh, yeah, it's <laughs> <is> pretty nice. <laughs> that is flexible. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. That's definitely something I want to talk about. I, I do want to talk about VR, not necessarily at this point in the conversation, but whenever it is the most rational time for us to transit into it. Right. Uh, I know a lot of kids do VR on their PlayStations. Like, I have not tried the PlayStation VR at all, but that's one reason I do believe like that will be an actual viable thing for the future of gaming, because I will overhear kids talking about buying stuff for their VR in stores. Like the other day I was in the store and this kid was just like, well, we were going to get five nights of Freddy's VR. And the dad was like, well, why didn't you <laughs> like, and that was like, the whole conversation. 
yeah, fuck that noise. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just now getting around to the point to where I can handle playing some horror games just on console, just on my TV. <laughs> fuck VR horror games, though. Like, I'm just, I'm not made for it. It's not my, <laughs> not my thing. But, uh, and in, in fact, I, I, I don't mean to keep plugging, like, oh, I went to E3. I'm fucking, but when I went to <laughs> E3, they were demoing resident evil 7 and the way you had to demo it was through the vr headset and i was like no no (laughs) i can just not we're good Uh, if it was if it was just sit down and play it maybe i might wait in line for that but i'm i'm not especially back four years ago i just (laughs) wasn't i wasn't about that so yeah but that's a hell of a genre to 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 do it with you know that's that's one of the best ones if you're going to do vr is do the horror especially first person view you know I, i could see the appeal if you're into that but it's not not my cup of tea at all. Yeah, and likewise, I can see where a lot of people aren't prioritizing it. Like, you know, Chase, for example, isn't prioritizing it. Um, I am interested, but it's not like I have the money for my own right now. I was borrowing my nephews for a while. I was fully <coughs> intending on stealing it. Didn't work out. So <laughs> I, I will say um, <clears throat> one of my coworkers, uh, the one that's closer to age in me, actually, he's a little bit younger than me, but um, uh, he has PlayStation VR and he fucking loves it. Like he plays some racing game, I I don't know the name of it, uh, but he he absolutely is in love with it. He said it's it's one of the most interesting and cool things he's ever like messed with. I, like I think he's got the full setup, like the wheel, the the gas pedals, like everything. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, there's some chill there, and especially if it gets cheap enough to justify it. But you know, until oh yeah, now, like right now, it's it's the price of your console like you know you'd have to spend six hundred dollars to get the ps5 and that's just a guess because they haven't released the the price yet and yeah. then you'd have to spend another to get the the headset and all the shit that goes with it like yeah and someone like me who's only had a ps4 and a gaming pc for the past few years i mean i'd love to there was a time where i would love to have an xbox one and i would still love to have a switch at some point so i'm not going to go out and spend my money on, on vr equipment when I can turn around and basically use that towards a whole new console. Yeah. Yeah. And I absolutely agree. Plus I just don't, I just don't, I'm not appealed. There's no, there's no appeal to me right now with the VR. What I want out of VR is just something that we're, it's just what we're, we're not yeah. there yet. Yeah. We're not there. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people probably like to say, Oh yeah, I'd love to do VR and play Skyrim, you know, be a part of that fantasy world. That'd be cool and all someone like me. I want it for like NBA 2k or like Madden where I can, yeah. cause my, I'm fucking old. I can't do that shit no more. So I'd love to just put a VR headset on and be like, God damn, I'm the quarterback of the Falcons right now. <laughs> like, let's just, you know, let's make, man, I, I can't imagine how disorienting a sports game would be in VR. Like that uh, would take some serious work for them to like, yeah, get that, get that right. So it wouldn't just immediately make you throw up. <laughs> I know, I know what technology is advancing at like an alarming rate, but I'm not convinced we're going to get there in a decent timeline for me to be able to enjoy it. <laughs> so, but that'd be great. That's, that's what I want out of it. But until we get there I, uh, or so, or at least somewhere close, I, I don't see myself buying a VR headset anytime soon. Well, what's going to take for you to buy one of these brand new X cubes? Well, okay. Um, <laughs> first of all, since you, since you said it like that, let's talk about that for a second because the <laughs> PS5 has not had an official design well, they haven't had a design officially released yet. There's been a couple kind of floating around, one of which looks like a sleek PS4. I, I like the way that looks. There's another one that looks like one of those cheap, 
like Chinese knockoff <laughs> consoles. You know which one? The V-shaped one. I don't yeah, like I'm that one. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'll yeah, post it. I'll post it for people if this is the if this is what you're thinking of. Uh, so they're yeah, in ticket perks. Yeah, that thing, that thing right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that one at all. That that one looks like complete. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it looks um, like a design for like a hotel. It looks like a VCR. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> and, and you know and and other little things about it like what's this let's go digital what's that on the right side what, what does that say on the front like i don't know i don't care what it says that's just ugly as shit now that yeah that i can get behind now the, the now the, the controller design is legit that's yeah that's they've officially released that um it i didn't hate it i've never hated it, it to me it kind of immediately looked like an xbox one controller sort it of does. um and to be honest, I've always really liked the DualShock series because they stayed somewhat consistent and it's just felt natural. So I kind of, and we're not really getting too far away from that because the layout's still the same. But uh, I, I can handle that controller. That controller, for all intents and purposes, looks fine. Um, <clears throat> and if that's if that PS5 design behind it is uh, in the picture here, but uh, but what we do have an official design of is the xbox series x which is just just a box and i'm gonna be real with you i don't hate it it's very simple sure it's not flashy but at the same time it kind of looks like a computer tower sort of like a like especially one of these days and it looks yeah and it looks like you could just slide it in and you can also flip it horizontal if you want to do that too I've, i've read so um it looks like you could just basically just fit it in anywhere on your shelf and go to town yeah so i can I'm thinking they designed it that way to be modular. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really think they're gonna come out and be either this one they're they're hiding it or maybe they've already said it for all the fuck I know. But uh, I really think they're gonna try and surprise you and be like, hey, uh, this is this is modular. Uh, you can buy upgrades for it. Uh, they will be releasing on down the road. Right. Because I mean, it's very clear that Microsoft's trying to get back into the PC gamers hearts because yeah. like everything going forth from here, uh, Xbox wise is also coming to PC. Yep. Yes. And that leaves me with absolutely no reason to own an Xbox ever again in my um, life. Absolutely with you. Um, well, cause you've already got the Xbox one, so you're good as far as Xbox one titles are concerned. Mm. Uh, so the only reason I would ever get an Xbox at this point is to get, is to play Xbox one games. But if all these games coming out on Xbox, at least for the first couple of years, are also PC uh, available, I mean, I'm going to go with the PC yeah, nine yeah. times out of ten. You know, uh, I didn't. And any money I would use towards an Xbox Series X, I could just use upgrading to upgrade my PC with. You know, so, um, so yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you. So in terms of like exclusives, PlayStation's just got that by default, really, because <laughs> you have a couple options for, as far as the Xbox games are concerned. Yeah, and and not even to mention, you know, there's not a lot of Xbox games. Like, let's be real. <laughs> you yeah. know, they, they got Halo, they got Gears of War, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they're with, really... this current, with this current generation, I I mean, to me, it's like, it's a no contest. Uh, PlayStation won the exclusive battle, hands down, with the, with the games they had. Spider-Man, <clears throat> God of War, um you know, for right now, Final Fantasy VII, and I mean, there's more. Nah, yeah, and for for a while, Nack, Monster yeah. Hunter. Yeah, Nack. <laughs> so you know, I I think that as much as I have begged for this to happen, I think that we are finally starting to slide away from console exclusivity and towards consoles essentially just being 
different models of starter PC. But uh, what that's got me afraid of is that we're seeing more digital exclusivity in the online space. I can save a lot of that for when we talk more about PC gaming. But like, as far as how it impacts stuff like Xbox, you know, uh, like you said, I, I'm really appreciating this cross-platform ownership type thing. I want to be able to play. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to play COD from my PC with my friends on Xbox. You know, yeah. um, the the ones that like like they're not you know PC aficionados, so they're not going to build one. But you know, they'll go out buy a new Xbox and hook it up and and play with their friends. I like that sort of unifying concept of it but in terms of what you're saying chase about it being modular i honestly don't think it will be i i wanted it to be but i don't think this will be to me looking at this thing it's it looks too easy for them to go now here's the shorter one you know like <laughs> yeah well, i can see that or or like i said them making the next version of it be modular maybe yeah you know to me what's funny about this design of the xbox series x is box design and 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 them later on down the road saying, okay, here's the smaller version. It's gonna get closer and closer to the Oya. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all remember that, but that thing was just a tiny box. Uh, it was a failure, absolute complete fucking failure of a console. But it was just a tiny little box, and that's all. That's all the console was. And that's I'm getting that vibe from this design. Not saying that to 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 diss this design because I do I do I don't mind it. I mean, just a single box design of it. Like I said, it feels like you can just slide it in anywhere. But if you get much smaller, <laughs> it's it's just gonna look like an Oya. It's just gonna be just a cube. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like we've had some ugly consoles in the past that did fine. You know. So I mean, at the end of the day, the design of it. What I think people are most concerned with is just um, the flexibility of being able to put it basically anywhere they want to on the entertainment center or. Yeah whatever so i'm gonna show you a a version of this xbox i've seen before that i actually really like um and i I think they could make skins for this thing really easy due to its shape but uh, i think this looks rad (laughs) the vegeta series x i like that yeah you can make skins for this thing like no problem like oh god i I mean i could just make i could just print out a sticker now and just wrap it around it and there we go (laughs) i just just don't like vegeta staring back at me from my controller that's the only part he's judging you (laughs) as he should (laughs) oh shit but yeah if if the ps5 comes out looking like that fucking god awful thing that we showed off to begin with uh, I mean, Xbox wins design-wise, in my opinion. What's, oh, yeah. What's funny, though, is now if it comes out looking like the second picture, now I'm going to have, like, OCD about how I want to arrange my shit because up until thou, now, most of my consoles have been the relatively similarly sized box. Like, and, and now it's, like, I'm going to have one standing up and one laying down. I'm going to want to put, like, a fucking subwoofer on the other side to balance it out. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I don't like about the PS5's design, and it's just the controller, is what I'm talking about, really, is I don't like how the white and the black clash. Like, I want all that to be one color. Yeah, but at the same time, that was the issue with the PS4 controller, and then they started putting out controllers that were solid colors. So yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, I actually liked how my uh, bootleg <laughs> white and black controller looked, and then they put out real official white controllers, and they were solid white. And I was just like, you got me liking this now. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we'll get that, like some re-releases where it's just all solid colors. and so I feel like, I feel like that issue will be uh, solved for you later on down the road. But are they going to have a big-ass obnoxious light on it that you can't turn off? 
or is it just these tiny little lines? No. But back to the question, which Chase had asked for the PlayStation, and I'm going to go ahead and ask for Xbox. What would be your your launch titles that would need to be on Xbox to justify you getting it? I know that you said that you know uh, you have a PC, so there's no reason for you to. But let's say for the people who don't have a PC and who don't yet have one of these, what are some key things that we would want to see? Well, it's not a bad play for them to go with Halo. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's their flagship title. So, yeah, I'll launch with the new Halo game. Um, of course, I haven't played 5 yet because I haven't had an Xbox One. So I uh, I don't know how the, anything. Well, see, I was about to say, I don't know how the Halo series is holding up these days. But, uh, but yeah, you go with Halo. Um, what I've seen of this uh, Hellblade 2 game uh, looks good. I don't know what kind of game it's supposed to be or anything. I've just seen some like cutscenes or some trailers of it. But um, other than that... What else does Microsoft actually Fusion well, Frenzy? <laughs> yeah, know. dude, I would be. Oh, I would play the fuck out of a new Fusion Frenzy. You bet your ass, I would. But no, one one game I think they could come out swinging with. Like, and I, I'm going with Jesse's suggestion here. Let's pretend they're either not coming to PC or or we just don't have PCs. Uh, Fable Four. Yeah, like that. Dude, that would blow my fucking socks off, dude, man. Dude, don't and like. Don't bother making it look realistic. Stick with the with the stylized graphics and just give me more. Yeah, like like stop promising more and fucking give it to me. Yeah, and 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 you know, speaking of don't make it look realistic, this goes back to what Rhett was trying to say. You know, like we're, things are getting so realistic that sometimes they sacrifice gameplay for it, and some games suffer heavily from looking realistic. You know, like. Like even if they don't take away gameplay elements for it, like like you wouldn't want to play a super realistic looking Mario game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like hell, well, even in Odyssey, that fucking T Rex is so out of place. Well, what's funny is if you look at the Super Mario models over the years, they literally do go more detailed, more detailed, more detailed, less detailed. Because Nintendo noticed that too. The first time that we saw Mario with sort of a hyper-realism look to him was, I think, uh, Melee. Because they they like gave gave his overalls a, a denim texture to it. And I think somebody finally realized, okay, so... What are we gonna put wrinkles on his face? No, <laughs> like so. Yeah, like not everything needs that. Um, and and likewise, you know, something that I else that I would like to see improved out of this graphics boost. You know, because yes, we are approaching a point where there's not much we can do, but I do want to see uniform uniformity and realistic faces because I feel like there have been some realistic looking games that the faces were still fucking weird looking. Uh, yeah. I feel like right now people are still kind of playing fast and loose with faces and I would yeah. like to see some improvement. And and I, I do agree with what William has said here in the text channel that, uh, you know, I don't know, man, Fable three was, was disappointing. And I, I absolutely, it was, that game's a piece of shit. Like they, they <laughs> promised so much of that and didn't deliver. So like Fable four would be a, a risk, but like I don't know, I, I just I love Fable so much that if they came out with another one and it was exclusive, I'd be like, you know, all right. Fable has such a distilled fantasy aesthetic. Like, like there are times when I I want nothing more than to play a very certain type of game, you know. And Fable's one of them, where like it's just like it's it's very saturated and it's got its like historic like place in terms of the tech versus the magic just really figured out and then they squandered it on those 
fucking flipping spinoff games that d- either didn't do good or didn't come out. But I think it's important to recognize that I'm pretty sure Peter Molyneux is not with Lionhead anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. well, I mean, that's another thing about Microsoft <laughs> is like, you know, they've owned Rareware for fucking ever now. And like, where's Banjo Kazooie 3? That shit would print money. You know, what's funny is um, I don't remember who I was talking to about this recently. I think, yeah, I was just having a chat with uh, with Kyle and them about Ghostbusters, right? And we, we were talking about they're really excited for the new one and that it does look darker. And I was just like, you know what? I think I've been looking at reboots and sequels all wrong this whole time because I think a lot of people, when they try to reboot or add a sequel to something older, they try to keep it the same almost demographic that they were originally aiming for but that's a mistake like you can't make a ghostbusters movie today that's aimed towards kids and it still be pure you have to make a ghostbusters movies today that's aimed towards adults that grew up with ghostbusters and continue to challenge what they're expecting from a movie and likewise um no no kid out there is gonna see a fucking banjo kazooie game and go hot diggity damn i want that but your fucking 30 year old dad, if he sees an enormous open world Banjo Kazooie game where the possibilities are fucking endless, your boy is going to be in his underwear all day playing that. Yeah, exactly. And like they own all these studios for years that they've done dick with. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they've bought up even more in the last like two years. They've bought up a fuck ton of studios because I think they're finally getting ready to be like, all right. We were once on top. Let's get back there. <laughs> like, I think they're about to start announcing shit left and right. Yeah. And that's their only hope, man. Like, they've got nothing. They've got nothing. I tell you what, it, it, this this won't happen, I don't think. But something that would really, if they could get their hands on the license and something that would help them push consoles, it'll piss off a lot of people probably. But, it, for example, if they could get their hands exclusively on sports titles, like especially oh, yeah. with with if I need to look and I need to read up on this, but I feel like because EA's had the the all the rights to make them NFL games over the last few years, I think that start I think that's starting to wrap up, or maybe I'm a couple of years off. I don't know, but if that was the case, and like 2K got back into making NFL games, and they got and Microsoft got ahead of that and got ex, you know the 2K games were exclusive to the Xbox. I mean, these sports games sell, dude. I mean that would that would push consoles off the shelf so that if that were the case um yeah i don't think it would ever happen it's just you know, I, i've never thought of that if if you winded up having uh, the console that became the sports console yeah well, and I, I agree man like that that would be a big move for them mm. you know that'd be a, that'd be a big brain time like that's that's crazy because like i don't play those games but I know Rhett does, and you know other people. He loves wrestling games and stuff. If that was all on one place, well, okay, <laughs> the good wrestling games. Let's let's not let's not go too far yeah, with a it. A couple of years have been a little, uh, but you know, yeah, at yeah. one point, yeah, you couldn't get me off them. I mean, imagine if Xbox come out and they were just like, "All right, guys, uh, sports games exclusive for us, and we also have college football back." Yeah, I was thinking about that too because that's also another rumor is you know the NCAA, there might be a chance that's coming back pretty soon as early as like next year maybe NCAA uh, games. Um, now if they even like EA, if EA brought back NCAA football and was exclusive to the Xbox, 
I would piss off a lot of people. At the same time, it would make Microsoft a lot of money because you know how long us sports fans have been waiting for the new for a new NCAA football game. You yeah. know how many people still play NCAA fourteen because it was the last one out. Hell, I still go back and play it like once a year because that's the latest one. I played on my three sixty, and um, just to get that, especially when college football season rolls around, <clears throat> you know you kind of want to get a little bit of that experience and you just go back and play it and yeah man that would just that would be insane i don't know i don't think it would happen especially with like ea i think they'll keep it multi-console you know but um but no at one point in time i mean with the original xbox microsoft had their own nfl game they had nfl fever and oh I, think, I had that one i had 2003 yeah and it, they weren't bad games and yeah um i think they did them up until ea acquired the rights to the nfl so who's to say that microsoft wouldn't just bring that back you know yeah. nfl fever uh, 2021 or something. I mean, I, whatever. But that yeah. would be exclusive. <clears throat> Although I guess they'd have to release it on PC as well. So I get they. It feels like any argument I come up with in their favor, it's going to be well. It's also going to be on PC. So yeah. it kind of like hurts them at the same time. But I, it's I all Microsoft. So I guess I think we're just going to have to start looking at Xbox and PC like they are because yeah, that's basically like, they're no and longer not everybody can afford these. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, that's been the biggest argument he's had for all this time is that you can build a better performing system for the same amount of money, if not less. But it still requires know-how. It's like even if if you're buying a fucking pre-built, it still requires know-how to not get ripped off, you know. So there are are going to be a lot of people. There are going to be a lot of people still who have been thinking about getting a console, walk by one in the store and go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm getting it today. Yeah, and, and and parents especially, yes, yes. you know, oh, it's so yeah. much easier for parents to walk in Christmas time or whatever and, and get oh here's the new Xbox instead of going to like Newegg and be like hey I need to build a new PC for my kid <laughs> you know yeah. it's just <laughs> it's so much more convenient just to go get the newest console. He likes yeah, Minecraft, he, so I need a 2080, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not, not to like try and throw him under the bus or anything, but people like her, you know, like he doesn't know, he's got a PC, he plays PC games with us all the time. Uh, I don't know who built it for him. I don't think he built it himself. But like, you know, some people don't want to sit there and troubleshoot shit. Like when, like I, they want to be able to put the game in and fucking play. And yeah. sometimes yeah. you can't do that on PC. Man, that was me for years. <laughs> like whenever I've got my first PC, it was nothing but me bitching. But of course, you already know that anybody that knows me knows that I have what is essentially like a voodoo curse when it comes to technology. So like I have always just had the one problem that only I'm fucking having. All you got to yeah. do is go watch our Monster Hunter video about Monster Hunter World on PS4. That's a rare instance of me having that problem on PS4 that I normally have in every other PC. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't even because of your PS4. Like yeah. that was just Monster Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, but even like recently, like our our friend uh, Kendrick, who wanted to play Halo with us the other night, he had a hard drive issue, you know, because it was had multiple hard drives. You don't get that like on the console, really. You know, you just it all goes to one location. You just boot up the game and play. You know, shit yeah. like that doesn't really occur. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's definitely a convenience in multiple ways to to a console over a PC. Uh, that being said, I'm 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 PC master race all day long. Yeah, <laughs> if, I think if most it's, of us are now. Yeah, but you know, I've also been um, put in a you know uh, in a position. I've been I've been blessed enough to be able to like build my own P- to have the know how to do it and to build my own PC and do all that, which is not something. It's not that's not for everybody, you know. Yeah. I actually have, and and I'm sure Chase is the same way. I I, I mean, I, I love putting together PCs for myself. I wouldn't fucking want to do it for nobody else. But like, 
uh, there's just like a, a thrill I get with fucking compare, comparing the parts. Like when I built this last PC, comparing the parts, looking what's available, getting deals, and then it all comes in and you just put it all down. I mean, I don't know. I, that's my thing. I, I like that. You know, you that's not, dick on every individual part. Fucking what my ass with the RAM. I just wonder, but I don't. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean I'm I... in the shower, in the shower, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get you. Uh, um, but yeah, I've, I've built two in the past year. I built mine and then I went to Jesse's house and built his pretty much. Thank um, you, Patreon. Yeah, thank you, Patreon, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, thanks um... for nothing, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll build you one next, man. No, um... Oh, sweet, because I need it. Don't fucking tell him that. Mine's a year old, so it's getting a little dated, so let's go ahead. <laughs> No, if, if we build anyone one right now, it needs to be William because <laughs> he's having some uh, real shitty problems. <laughs> Agreed. I, w- I would. I'll, I'll step out of the lineup and give my <laughs> spot to him. Yeah, but you know, and I, I like he knows his way around a computer fairly well too. But you know, all, for also people like him who just might, might eventually be like, "Man, fuck this! I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna get a console. Like it'll last me the entire generation, and I ain't gotta fuck with this bullshit." <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, kind of going back to the to, I mean, like if the Xbox Series X comes out and it's like six hundred bucks or even five hundred dollars or whatever, in my mind I'm gonna be like, eh, I'd rather just get a new graphics card and just keep yeah. on keep on trucking with my PC, you know. So, but yeah. not everyone's gonna think that way. So that's me right now because the most expensive part of this current build is my processor, and so like I would be able to upgrade it in, in installments by going, okay, here's a video card next, this, that, and the other. Yada, yada, whatever. But I think that it used to be, at least this past gen, and maybe even the one before it, like, it wasn't just the processing power that really pushed the console. It was whatever gimmick came along with it. And I feel like humanity as a whole has almost decided we're over gimmicks. Like, you know, we used to make fun of the Wii because everybody loved that waggle. And now nobody gives a shit about anything. You know, like Xbox One came out, they were like, oh, it's your entertainment system. You're going to be able to, like, talk to it like an alexa or whatever even though that's not you don't know what that is yet but you will and (laughs) and you know you can fucking watch tv through it oh right tv's on its way out we didn't know (laughs) like that whole whole gimmick never appealed i see what they were trying to do with and i feel like that was the whole point of the xbox one because it was like the one unit you need that that never had any appeal to me like i didn't the all-in-one media i'm glad they're not, at least as far as from what I've seen, they haven't treated this new Series X like that. It seems like they're really pushing it like this is the gaming. Like this is what you need to game. Like we're gonna we're focusing on the gaming and the hardware you need for that. Fuck the ESPN app. You can get that on your smart TV now. Like <laughs> who yeah. cares? And so. I- I specifically remember that conference at E3 when they came out and they were just like, look, guys, we got a car on the stage and you can watch TV. <laughs> and people were like, where's the video games, yeah. motherfucker? Why do you think we're here? <laughs> well, it's yeah. funny because like technology as a whole has gone through that swing where for a while they were like, it's your all in one device. It's your all in one device. And then not just game consoles, but everything started to slide back towards it's your specialized device that you, is the only thing you need to do this because you know speaking of we talked about this before the podcast the engage the engage was before your standard like smartphone before we had like app-based gaming and stuff like that and they were tr- trying to combine something that people needed like everybody needed a mobile phone and everybody really wanted a mobile gaming device and they were trying to make it one thing and you know for the longest time industry 
fucking industry industry analysts were like all gaming's going mobile everybody's going to do all their gaming on mobile and here we are fucking five six seven eight nine ten years later that is absolutely not the case because um while i have played games on my phone and my wife plays games on her phone the games that we play on our phone are completely different fucking games than the ones that we dedicate to the nintendo switch so like you know you have different pieces of hardware for different situations the switch is very much a i want to play animal crossing until i go to sleep machine for me and you know so as a consequence of seeing less and less of these gimmicks it's almost like we're returning to form to like a gaming wild west situation where it's like very much like way back in the day whenever all it really was was well what games do you have and what can they yeah. do not to, not to discredit i mean mobile games and general, I mean, mobile games have come a long way in in a relatively short time and i've caught myself spending way too many hours playing like fucking dragon ball legends or something like that but uh yeah i mean it's i lost my <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know where to exactly go from there but um you're fine i'll make sure to include that entire fumbling moment as the no, that's intro. fine i hope you do because um, <laughs> people need to know what i'm about and they need to know that i uh, my train is off the rails at all times but um but yeah i mean you know i don't fault you know microsoft for trying to do the all-in-one system i mean it, it, we tried it you know it was worth it was worth a shot i, I think. get it yeah it uh, was worth a shot yeah, uh, you know, especially at the time, because what was that, 2013-ish when that was going on? Um, it's just shit's advanced. I mean, my fucking TV, I got all the apps I need on it, you know, now. And that, that was a cheap-ass TV we bought at Best Buy. So, I mean, it's not like, I mean, smart TVs are just kind of like the norm now. So, let, you get a gaming system for gaming, you know? I don't think anybody... I ran a I ran a video game store for four years, and I don't, not one time did anybody come in there and be like, man, I need... I need an Xbox One. I gotta get some Netflix going. You know, like that was <laughs> that was never like a selling. You know, not at one at any time. So. I only know one person that used theirs that way, and that's Matt. Um, but he, I, I think it's because he moved away from consoles entirely. He he is definitely a PC master race, and he he I think he has two Xboxes, and they're both basically media machines. Like he, I think he has one in his bedroom and one in their living room and like his kids just use them and play on them and they watch tv through it like they don't have a tv box they did like that xbox service shit yeah for a while i don't know if they still do it but uh yeah he's the only one i knew that 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 did that and he he liked it (laughs) i tell you the last time i think it was really effective to do something like that and that was the playstation 3 yeah was because i mean there's because that was a legit thing oh shit i can play games and watch blu-ray like that was that yeah. was a selling factor for it back then, um, but I mean shit's just advancing so quickly now, and you got streaming apps, and that's just that. You know, I, I, basically, I'm just glad to see both both Xbox and PlayStation just focusing on the games. Like we're just focusing on the gaming, we're getting yeah. back to that. You know, I'm sure I'm sure the apps and shit will still be available on them, and then, you know, it might be convenient if you put if you get your main TV in the living room and you put your Xbox in the bedroom, you can watch Netflix that way. You know, that's cool, but that's not a selling point these days. I don't but, think. But can I vape on my Xbox? Yes. Well, you should. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, I mean, everything can stream these days, like you were saying. Like, fucking everything is a smart something these days. Like, yeah. you, you can watch Netflix on your fucking refrigerator if you want to. Uh, well, in some not, cases. What's sad is, is you're not exaggerating. And, I yeah, know. Some, yeah, some uh, models, you can do that. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Like it, everything's a smart. It's something. so much more accessible now than what it was back when like the Xbox One was first announced. Yeah, but well, I guess we've gotten a lot out of the way. I guess we can kind of compare their their actual strengths now. Now you know, not a lot's been released about the PS5 yet. I think they're waiting until around September when their um, their version of E3 rolls around, uh, <clears throat> PSX or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, Spec-wise, I think they came out with all the specs last week, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we, get, we got a lot of information as far as processor, graphic, you know, GPU, RAM, storage, that sort of thing. Um, but just kind of look at the side-by-side comparison here on my, my screen. It's not drastically different from one another. A lot of it's <laughs> basically the same, yeah. really. Yeah, I'm trying to identify the very clear and distinct differences here. Um, yeah, from what I can tell of people just talking on the internet is the Xbox is going to straight up be stronger this time around. Like, from the get-go, it is not 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 a tiny bit more powerful. It's quite a bit more powerful. Yeah. Um, but for... PlayStation's got their that new SSD technology that I was telling you guys about earlier. And they've they've got like some sort of new crazy hard drive that can just load all sorts of insane amounts of data. Mm. Yeah, so, it's supposed to be like leaps and bounds better than what we've what we've had. Yeah, and, and from what I understand, it's like Sony propi- proprietary equipment. Like you can't even get this kind of drive for your for computers yet. Like it's it'll only be in the PS5 at least for a little while. Yeah, but at the end of the day besides with the exception of like faster load times what does that really get you uh because like let's say the same game is released for playstation xbox and pc uh-huh. um and let's say for example you know there's um i'm just trying to come up with a hypothetical in my head like in this game on, on there's like a doorway or like a pathway you're trying to go through and you know usually games will try to keep you from going through it because there's like a tree fell over or like something just like some debris in the way uh-huh. making you go around <clears throat> um that's gonna be the same case on like all the consoles like no matter what like even if one console is far more powerful than the other it's not like it's gonna be like oh well on this version you can fucking just walk right over that tree and just keep going you know is you know what i'm trying to say like yeah, it's that gonna has, be the yes. same game it'll, it'll come down to exclusives like yeah yeah like, multi-plats are always gonna look the same except for the switch version sorry but <laughs> well you know what's funny is that that joke doesn't even work anymore because that joke made sense for, like, Wii and to an extension the Wii U for what sad saps were still stupid enough to publish their games on it. But you don't really see dinim- diminished versions on, like, the Nintendo platform anymore. It's either, yeah, we lowered the textures and put it out, or there's we were never going to put it out on Switch, essentially. So I think The Witcher is a big, uh, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Exception to that? exception yeah like the yeah. witcher on switch looks like absolute shit fair enough but that the witcher is an example of like the game has just been reduced to like milk textures whereas yeah. we used to see games where like the version developed for that one platform was a completely different game it's like yeah. buying tony hawk pro skater on n64 versus buying tony hawk pro skater on fucking game boy color those weren't the same game <laughs> so that was that was a big thing for a long time is that they were different versions of the game Button. Or even like, it's funny you say it. Funny you say that because yesterday when I was, um, I hate plugging my saying anything about my stream on here. Brett when I was has streaming, a stream <laughs> that he wants you to watch instead of bro up. Well, what? I was streaming. Well, no, <laughs> I'm fucking, kidding. I'm I don't want kidding. none of y'all at my stream. Um, <laughs> oh man, uh, 
Ferris well, here. Like he's was, <laughs> Oh, Ferris can, you know, can stay. But um, like I was playing Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for the uh, for the SNES uh, at, at one point during mm-hmm. my stream yesterday. And I was, uh, was kind of taking a trip down memory lane. I'm like, what was the deal with these games back then? Because take because take this my mighty morphin power rangers the reason i was playing the snes version is because i was reading up on like the best power rangers games ever and i was like i'm gonna pick a couple from this list and play them on stream because i'm in a power rangers mood um and i was reading about the mighty morphin power rangers game because i'm like i think i played that when i was little so let's try that again which version should i play and i was on the wikipedia and the wikipedia all it said was like yeah on the genesis version you can unlock the green ranger i'm like well that's a win for me because he's my favorite power ranger of all time so i downloaded the genesis version and tried it out it didn't like it it was really hard so then i downloaded the snes version tried it out totally different game completely different game the genesis version starts off like a one-on-one fight it's like a fighting game almost whereas the snes version was like a platformer but like they shared the same name the same graphic art they were advertised together yeah, I'm like, what's the deal with those games back then where it was the exact same title? Like they, they were marketed like they were the same game, but they were totally different games. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I was just thinking like that was what well, because you were talking about that, like Tony Hawk for the 64 yeah. and Game Boy. I was like, what was the deal back then? Well, what, what different, yeah. I guess different publishers, different development teams or something. Well, you know, it reminds me of, uh, I don't know. It reminds me of the problem that we were insistently having all the way up to PS3, where the PS3 and the Xbox 360 had different architecture. So, you know, Grand Theft Auto 4 got delayed by uh, like half a year because they had it. It was nearly done and they were just like, fuck, you mean I'm going to have to code this all over again in Hebrew just to make it work? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's basically how it was. So we're seeing less and less of that now, except in the instance of the Nintendo console, which is essentially two generations behind in graphics because that's the the thing that they do and what's yeah, the same game right like as far, especially like the witcher yeah oh yeah it's, it's absolutely the same game it, it's not like buying the 64 version versus the game boy version like it's just a straight up port to switch that can't handle it yeah so i mean so at least you're getting the same game these days it's just you know like you said on the switch it's gonna look a little bit worse or a lot bit worse depending on the situation but you're still getting the same game yeah so what now now what i'm curious about is are we going to start seeing that trend with the VR version of something versus the non-VR version? Because they've already started trying to sell the VR version of games as a separate game. The only one I've seen not do that has been No Man's Sky because they knew they had to do a lot of dick riding to get themselves out of the dirt. But like, you know, for example, Fallout 4, Skyrim, like, like, well, I don't know for sure if Skyrim's like that, but I do know Fallout 4 is like that, where you have to buy it separate for VR. And it makes sense because I feel like the mechanics would have to be different. So yeah. that's the only thing that I can start seeing fall on that lines of, are you getting this version versus this version? And I feel like you kind of you might kind of have to with, with VR, or at least publishers and developers might have to do that with VR, because apparently just the fact that it's VR isn't enough to sell it. You know, you have to change it up or add more to it. For it to be like a not only is it a VR edition, it's also a special edition in some way. There's more shit to do or whatever. Uh, just trying to get VR to pick up, and so you can sell more units. So we might see that for a little while um, until it basically until we find ourselves in some Skynet world where that's just like the norm, where the VR <laughs> is just the way to go. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, VR sold very poorly at at the store I ran, which might might have been location demographic. I don't know, but um. 
I'm just saying, yeah, I feel like you have to add more to the VR version to help. So other, other than just the fact that it's virtual reality, add more to it to separate it from the console version, just the regular vanilla game. Well, I'll tell you one thing that they need that I, I don't know what the simple solution to this is, but every VR game that I've seen so far that's been worth a damn has embraced its limitations rather than try to go around them. Because right now, there's still, it has been this way for several years now, there's still this motion sensitivity problem of moving in the game. Like, apparently, if if your character is moving in a VR game, but you are not physically moving as a human, you're gonna vomit. Like, that's just a weird guarantee. And as Ooh. and a, as a consequence, like, almost no VR games utilize analog movement, where you're, you're moving with a controller instead of yourself. Almost all VR games give you a teleport ability, where, like, it shows you an, an arc, almost like you're throwing a grenade, and it lets you teleport yourself, because for some fucking reason, it fascinates me, apparently instantaneous movement doesn't cause that nausea. And so a lot of games are built around that. Uh, an example of that, one of the best game that I played on VR the whole time I had it was actually an Oculus exclusive, which don't get me started on that shit. I don't want to have exclusive fucking VR shit where, I, oh, I would play it, but I have an Oculus. I don't have an HTC. You know, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to do that, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's fucking stupid. But in the game. You were a robot on a space station that was designed to help with repairs, and it was in a future where they did have robots, but they didn't have artificial gravity, so the only way to get around was to pull yourself around. So I was getting myself around the space station by grabbing things with my real arms and pulling, and it got around the the nausea. Um, So for me, the the killer app that VR would have to have for me to go, okay, it's time to try that again would be IRL movement. And people have played around with different ways to do that. They played around with the 360 degree treadmills. They've played around with the frictionless shoes, which are hilarious. Um, If you haven't seen that you stand on a platform and you wear special shoes so that you just walk in place. That scares me. I'm going to bust my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and speaking of those like treadmill type things, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know about this or anybody who might listen to this later. Um, there's a YouTube channel called Smarter Every Day, and it's it's a guy named Destin, and he's from Huntsville, Huntsville mm-hmm. in our state, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he's a super cool guy, and he got to go. I forget where this place is, but he went to somewhere where they're developing like some sort of controllers that have haptic feedback for. Um, for VR that like you can feel hot and cold with them yeah. and you, and they, they had a treadmill type thing like that. Like they're, they're a huge, it was like bleeding edge edge technology. Like they wouldn't even let him like film hardly anything in there. Like it's a good video. You should go watch it. I don't know the title of it. Just find his channel and look it up as best you can. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll put a link for it in the description later. Uh, smarter every day. And um, he has, he's got a lot of really good content, just in general. But if you can find that video, like they, they were, he would ask questions, and they'd be like, uh, they'd kind of look at each other and and kind of you know, eh, we can't <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> and then he'd be like, okay, well, can't does it work like this? Because he's sitting there trying to pick it apart because he's a smart guy, and uh, they're just like, you're kind of on track, but we. We really can't tell you. <laughs> like, like it's it's a big ass secret right now because we're the only people doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> my my overall opinion 
about about VR is that I think we're trying. I don't. I don't think we're ready. Like I think we. It came out too early. We're not. We're not there yet because if you're gonna do VR, I feel like you need to completely re remake your game. And um, well, like a recent example actually is uh, I heard uh, a couple of podcasts I listened to. I, several people were complaining about this. Um, the Half Life Alex game. Yeah, that came out. And they were talking about how there was things in that game that just seemed like so logical that you would do that the game didn't allow you to do. For example, I think one guy, and I haven't played the game, so I might be kind of, I'm just paraphrasing here, but like one guy will like, he, he ran to an enemy and there was a lead pipe next to him. And he's thinking, you know, I'm going to pick up that lead pipe and hit the enemy with it. You know, simple. The game wouldn't allow him to do that. The lead pipe was not interactable. Um, and so I just feel like shit like that, um, like that should be a thing you could you should be able to do in a, in a VR game. It's the world. I'm basically saying you need to basically be able to interact with the world like you would in the real world. Um, and I think and, that in VR, there's like this higher degree of scrutiny, right? Because if you're playing a game in third person, you might not see the pipe on the ground next to you and go, "I'll definitely be able to pick that up." Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I think what happened was actually, uh, actually now that I think about it. He had used the pipe previously to open a door with mm. or to bust open a door because you had to pick up the pipe and bust open a lock or something and then immediately encounter an enemy and he's still holding the pipe and he's thinking, okay, I can use this to fight the enemy, but no, he couldn't, you know, it wouldn't register. Yeah, that's, well, that's yeah. bad conveyance. If you knew the character was more than likely going to be holding that pipe when that happened, then you, you know, you should have went ahead and planned it out because that's how games teach you things. Um, so Will in chat says the problem with that is God knows only knows what any given person might want to try. Exactly. It's like playing a D and D game with you. It's, it's like, you know, I don't, I can't anticipate your every fucking move, but they're going to want to try, you know? And I, I that's why well, I think that VR games in smaller settings work better. Yeah. I mean, and obviously some limitations, like, you know, if there's, if there's, especially like in that situation, if you're holding a lead pipe already, make it to where you can attack a monster. I'm not saying make it to where I can just sit here and piss all over it. You know, oh, or no, just, please. Obviously. Yeah, you don't have to go that far necessarily, but I feel like just other little things like that. And uh, we're just not quite there yet. You know, I mean, they've been trying yeah. to push like VR technology forever. Let's think about like the virtual boy or something, you know, that yeah. shit flopped hard. And even like the PlayStation move and stuff like that, that just never really took off, you know, um, they've just been trying to they've been slowly it's like they're releasing shit as we're progressing with it and um you know i guess in some situation I mean, well to branch off you have to know what i'm saying you know yeah. like it's not we're, we're beta testing it as we go until we get it right to branch off what you're saying chase has said the same thing you've said for a while is that we're not there yet i'm gonna disagree but only with a caveat here i think vr is there I think it's there. I just think it's more expensive than it needs to be for where it is. Like yeah. VR, VR is currently at the $100 a headset level for me. Like I, I don't maybe 120, maybe 150, you know, but like for it to be like a whole console price for this degree of gameplay, that's not there, but is it fun? Yes. And it's more fun than I expected, but yeah. yeah. And I, I've said this before, uh, either on stream or maybe another podcast. I can't remember, but uh, I'm kind of in both camps here. Um, I agree with Rhett. Like we're not fucking there uh, at all. Like I can't think of a single VR game that I've seen that I was just like, I have got to play that. Like like I would Halo Infinite or or you know Final Fantasy VII remaster or remake. You know I've never seen a VR game that made me want to go out and buy a VR game. 
or a, a VR headset. What I think, what I think, this is, this is the part that I've, I think I've said before, but what I really think will drive VR, it's going to be like the fucking DVD uh, up, uprising. Like, you know, DVD came out in, what was it, HD, whatever. Are you, what are you talking about Blu-ray versus HD DVD, or are you talking about something else? I'm talking about when, wh- what did porn basically sell the fuck out of? It, like, killed another... Everything. Uh, porn has always been that like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, por- like, like, th- didn't didn't when when porn started getting really mainstream, didn't they like basically drive DVD home to win? Yes, whatever it was up against. Yes, I think I think the same thing will happen with VR. Yeah, I, I really really do. Because like developers and people don't give a shit about it right now. Like they're just sort of like Rhett said, beta testing. They'll they'll put out some bullshit, basically equivalent to an iPhone game yeah. out on VR. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's not let's not pretend like even with the console games they're not doing the same thing because we especially the last few years, I mean there's been countless examples of games that were released way earlier than it, they needed to be that that went, they weren't ready and we basically yeah. had to beta test them until the patch came out. Yeah, but um, especially with VR, I just and, and Will Will said in chat VR will never get to where I want it most likely. I don't I don't I'm not sure if you were here at this point. I basically said the same thing earlier in the podcast like what i want out of vr um i don't think we'll get or at least not in my lifetime or at least not in a timely manner to where i'll be at a decent age where i can be doing all this vr shit moving around in my living room while playing the game um because i i want like legit virtual reality i want like a legit actual world out of it that might just be a grand fantasy you know yeah but uh that's that's what i would like Honestly. Like, like we want Sword Art Online, or, or uh, that movie I can't remember the name of. Surrogates. No, well, surrogates, but uh, Ready Player One. Like, oh, we I want like. I guess about yeah. surrogates because surrogates Breaking Benjamin had a song in that movie, so I'm like, oh, that's the one you're referring to. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just, <laughs> but no, like we we want that, and we're stuck with what we have. You know. Yeah. I just want higher resolution Riley Reed videos on VR. Dude, same. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> what what's funny is that like again it's not a right or wrong situation it's just we're all speculating i think we're closer than that but the reason i think we're closer than that is that i don't think it's going to take nearly the technological leaps that you guys think because the biggest reason that we don't need vr right now is because we already get immersed in our video games because video games that are very well uh designed whether you're watching it on a screen or not you feel like you're there and as a consequence i'm not gonna have to jack my fucking cerebrum into a vr game to feel immersed once they do a couple of things for me once for example once the headsets are all wireless the ones with wires I'm constantly aware that there's a goddamn snake on my head <laughs> and it just really <laughs> takes me out of it. Yeah. Like, I really hate when I've got my pants around my ankles and I got tied up in a cord and I have a mask on my face. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> Sounds well, like every other weekend. Really? <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you something, me and you've disagreed on before Jesse. And I don't know if you remember this, but I'm pretty sure we're within that time frame, and I think I came out right, but maybe not. You'll have, you'll have to help me here. Um, I'll have to help you prove you right. In no, no, you'll have to help me prove um, one of us this. is right. But no, me and you disagreed a long time ago, probably like right out of high school, that I think by now video games would be able, you'd be able to input your name and it read it to you. It, it would always, they'd be able to voice act 
your oh, name. Like RPGs or something. Yeah, and we, we are nowhere near that shit. Well, it's like, <laughs> Rhett, we must go save the princess. We you know what's save. funny yeah. is I think that we are perfectly capable of doing that now, but they no no developer wants to put the, the resources into it. Because what it requires, it, it requires you doing a voice profile of that length with all of your main voice actors. Like, right. for example, the the woman who did the the voice of Cortana, she did a full voice profile so that she could be that like AI assistant for Windows 10, and vice versa. If they would get voice actors for games to do that, this would not be a pipe dream it's just you have to pay for more voice acting if you do that yeah why i also don't think think that um you know having fucked with siri and alexa i don't want that too loud or she'll trigger but like having (laughs) what is she real sensitive (laughs) yeah yeah she is real triggered man but um (laughs) but after messing with them and listening to listening to them talk and like that's what they specialize in i just still think we're so far from that happening hey google Oh, there it goes. That took a while. Hello, Pizza Hut. Sorry, I have I have the Pizza Hut Echo dot. Oh no, you don't you don't buy Rhett Pizza Hut. Higgy learned that lesson. I mean, I'll eat it, but I won't be happy about it. That's true. <laughs> just watch, imagining you just chewing angrily. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. That's a story for another time. But God, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> yeah, my deep hatred for Pizza Hut. Especially when you're in a metro area that's got all the, you know what? I digress. I digress. That's just fucking who the fuck orders gun. You know something that I want to talk about at some point, and we don't have to segue now, but we can if we want, is uh, the fact that, like I talked about earlier, the the exclusive space is also moving towards like digital exclusivity where like there are a lot of people in our discord community for example who have really strong opinions about epic games and the epic games launcher and things like that is that something we want to talk about our speculations for that for the future we can talk about that yeah and we could also uh uh kind of throw in whether or not we think physical gaming is going to disappear with this generation because i think it's very possible and i don't like it yeah because you love collecting yeah I absolutely. Do. I mean, I love filling my shelves with 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 uh, cases. So yeah, I'm, I'm the same but way. at the same time, though, that's because that's a nostalgic thing for us. We've been raised to believe that's the norm. You know, yeah. there are a lot there are a lot of benefits of digital gaming. I really enjoy being able to put my Switch Lite in my pocket and not have to worry about bringing the case with me because I only own a couple of physical games that I'd even want to switch between. You know, so like most of my digital stuff's already on there. You know, provided I have the space, I can just have easy access to all those things. I do like physical copies of games, but I think a big thing that took that love away from me was the fact that they stopped providing physical literature with them. Like, Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I get that. But what, what kind of replaced that for me and what William's kind of saying in, in chat right now is um, getting stuff like Steelbooks. Yeah, because me and him collect steel books for for various games, especially if it's a series we're really into, like Monster Hunter or, or Final Fantasy VII. But uh, I love my steel cases, and I think we, I think even if physical goes away, they would still have collectors versions where you get just the steel case and have some fucking code inside. Yeah, just but they know people still, That's yeah, but I mean that's still more expensive. Whereas you know, growing up, we were used to just buying a game, and you got a. I mean, how many times did we bring our fucking manual to school? You know, like we get a new game or whatever, and you bring like the because some of these games had like some some lore in it or or whatever. Just they they like, used to be kind of thick, you know. Yeah, and I mean, you'd bring them to school or whatever. That just came with the game. 
Yeah. Uh, but now, like you're saying, I mean, the option might always be there, but it's going to require 30 extra bucks to get the collector's edition so you can get the book with it, you know, some some collectible yeah. uh, literature with it. So, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I, it's it's <laughs> it's kind of depressing when you buy a new game, you open up that case, and, like, there's a spot for shit to go on the left-hand side. <laughs> but there's and, there, and there's there. just a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And it's usually an ad for another game. Like, it's just, you know, some bullshit, like, throw-in sleeve thing where it's just like, hey, Kingdom Hearts 3 is out. <laughs> or, like, day one DLC code or something. Yeah. Like so, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I, we're already kind of just past that, though. That, that's sort of, that sucks. But, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy having the uh, the cases, the physical the physical games. Um, I enjoy going to the to the game stores especially like retro especially like mom and pop like retro stores that just collect everything and, and just kind of browsing and, and that sort of shit i mean there is a convenience with the digital i mean i've been i've bought a couple of digital titles in the past you know maybe i couldn't get out of the house to to go get it or maybe i just wanted like kingdom hearts 3 for example i bought it digital so i could have it downloaded to my system ready to play the night of release so I could stream it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some advantages to it in that regard. But at the same time, I don't have a physical copy of Kingdom Hearts 3. And whether I love or hate that game, that bothers me because yeah. I've got the other ones. You know? yeah. uh, so, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't help but think we're getting more and more towards a, a digital only, which by the way, Sony, you know, was started, you know, they tried with the PSP yeah. Go. Any time I hear Sony handheld and tried in the same sentence, I got to raise an eyebrow, though. <laughs> so one thing, too, on top of all that, that bothers me about digital isn't even the collection aspect of it. It's the fact that video games are the only medium right now that we're actually losing literature to. And I don't mean physical literature like uh, like instruction manuals. We're losing stories because they require hardware to run and that hardware is disappearing. So there are like, there are games now that you can't go back and play without doing a lot of like investigative collection to do, you know, like there are YouTube channels devoted to like, you know, I wanted to go back and play this, like, um, you know, this really old PC game, but it won't run on newer PCs at all. So I had to get an old PC to run it. And, you know, you, you look at stuff like that. Um, g- good old games tr- does their best to try to sort of like preserve those games, go through and like remaster and re-release those games. But because of the nature of gaming and the fact that you have to put that thing in a player, like you can't just hold it and stick your nose onto it and go, hmm, Final Fantasy. Like, yeah. so, so as a consequence of that, we are losing some of these stories. And Will, yeah. Will mentions in chat, emulators can fix that to a degree, but that is its own like whole science, essentially. It really yeah. is. Like if you don't know enough about emulators or or you just don't have a machine to run it and you want to play Chrono Trigger, you're fucked. Like you, you can't just go play Chrono Trigger. And if you and if you could, it's gonna cost you a pretty penny. Yeah. And that's why I think that this decision on both of their parts to bring uh reverse uh, compatibility back is the right move not just from a consumer perspective but almost from like a library of congress perspective of like we we need to be able to continue to go back and and enjoy these stories in some way <laughs> like i know that you shouldn't be buying your consoles with the nuclear apocalypse in mind <laughs> but i do keep thinking well damn you know if like if all of a sudden i could not connect to the internet for like a for like a check-in or a firmware upgrade will would i still be able to play this game or would it just vanish forever you know so that's just something i've been thinking about too 
Yeah, and I don't I don't want to get on this topic too badly, but like I, I do think it's kind of or it, I don't know how to word this necessarily, but let's let's just say that that this last Christmas had been when when the PS5 and Xbox Series X dropped, and then we got coronavirus like we do now, mm-hmm. I think that would just about full-on kill physical. It would have. It would have. It, it would have. It would have. It would have been the final nail. Yeah, that this is definitely going to change the way we do a lot of cons and stuff. Um, and I think it's going to increase demand in gaming because we've already seen stories of people who were like, well, fuck, I guess it's time for me to try these video games now. So, like, I, I think that we will probably see some some transitions and hopefully for the good. Yeah, I I don't know how close we are to just like an all digital age though. Um, cause I, I just I just now thought about when I was at, at the game store, and you'd be surprised at the amount of people that just don't have internet access. Yeah, you know, like it, it actually surprised me, and a lot of that has to do with our our location because you know we live kind of out in the more country setting than yeah. what some people do and some people just don't have access like even as, as bad as they want it because of where they live they can't get it and just you as you you as well as anybody knows satellite internet's not mm-hmm. the answer to, <laughs> to, yep. to a lot of these yeah so uh i mean a lot of people came in and but then again that's that's a problem with people with these developers releasing unfinished games because some of these people had no choice but to play day one version <laughs> of these games and just you know, I mean, there's been games that just were basically broken. Like you had to have a patch to finish it. You know, and yeah. if you don't have access to that patch somehow, some way, not not something we were supposed to do. But the time or two, I actually had customers bring their whole system into the store so I could download the patch for them and install it to their system, so yeah. they can keep playing this game they just purchased from us like the day before. So what's funny is I think the world is changing faster than the solution to that problem, because I in that span of time, you have seen a much greater like spread of like, you know, fiber Internet to places that previously didn't even have DSL, you know, but at the same time, it is still a problem. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, Artemis, to answer your question, I I did not work at a GameStop. It was real similar to a GameStop before GameStop became started selling plushies and all everything else under the sun. Um, It was more of a smaller chain of the stores that sold anything from like Atari up to current gen stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And and another problem we're starting to run into outside of, of digital, like even physical starting to have this problem. Games are getting too fucking big. Like yeah. they're yeah. they're way too fucking big, man. Like and hard drive like hard drives are huge these days for, you know, PCs, but like come on man, you're only gonna get like maybe a terabyte in your console. Like maybe, you know? Yeah. And then shit like modern warfare um is ridiculous right now. That motherfucker's like a hundred and thirty or a hundred and sixty gigs at this yeah. point. Yeah. Who's got to, room for, for that? Free to play the game. Yeah. For a free to play game. It's it's insane. And like you know the the original PS4 came out with 500 gigs. The, it did not take long. Even back in 2013, 2014, with those games, it did not take long to fill that up. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I think it very much pushed Sony and and, and Microsoft to be like, oh, we got to come out with terabyte systems because fuck, <laughs> that's just that 500 gigs ain't cutting it. Mm-hmm. And like even you know e- even as much as I like physical and and I don't I don't despise digital. I mean, hell, I use the fuck out of Steam. You know, like oh, everything. Yeah, everything, you know, PC's been all digital for the most part for 
what a decade it's like a long fucking time well, pc games don't typically have great cases anyway you know it's yeah that, that's a huge true. box or tiny sleeve yeah it's not it's not like you can just put them side by side like any other console yeah. but anyway what, what i was trying to get at is you know whether it's physical or digital games are still big like nearly nothing runs from that disc like it installs fucking everything the disc just says okay you can play it yeah yeah yeah, the buying physical isn't really that much of a convenience anymore in that way because you're still having to wait on that. You know, regardless, you're going to have to like get all that in there. And I've been thinking about that while you're talking about it. Is that you'd think the solution is well, we need to upgrade the storage medium, but that's not going to happen because we've switched to using the same medium that we use for video on all of our video playing. We use Blu-ray, so we're, like, is there going to be a bump up in terms of physical storage they're not gonna do that <laughs> like i really don't don't see that happening anytime soon like we've already seen the disc slot on it. it's a blu-ray player you know but it if you want a solution to this you need some kind of disc that can hold more it's kind of like you know the nintendo switch switching to those little flash cards right you know they were the best bet for them yeah actually speaking of those i seen an interesting post the other day but um the entire Nintendo 64 library will fit on one Switch cart. Man, and you know what's funny is I bet some motherfucker at a mall kiosk is going to start selling that. And I would buy it. <laughs> I would too, dude. Yeah. I, I, I would love for Nintendo to just get on top of that and be like, all right, yeah, we're not going to do a uh, uh, virtual console, but uh, you can buy the entire library for 100 bucks. Here's the cart. <laughs> they won't do that because they suck no. ass. But, (laughs) you know, I would buy it. So who wins? (laughs) So so the moral of the story is uh, which system is the one to get? Uh, The PS5. (laughs) If if you have a gaming PC and you want a console, a a, powerful console, not not portable, um, I I don't see why you'd buy an Xbox. Until we have more information right now, I don't see why the fuck you'd buy an Xbox. Yeah, I mean, like, like me who never had an Xbox One, um, I mean, that would be appealing to me, so I can go back and play some one games. That being said, like, there's not really a whole lot of Xbox One games. I just, I just want to play Halo Five. I do want to play it because I've played the whole series, and I still would like to play through that one at some point. I've never been that big of a Gears fan. Um, I, Sunset Overdrive looked like it was cool back when it came out, but I don't really. There's not really anything. So Man, we're me, digging deep though, aren't we? Because I haven't thought of that shit ever since that E3. Like, <laughs> So, uh, but with me having a, a, a gaming PC that I plan on keeping for as long as it holds up for me, um, I, I virtually don't see a reason for me to, to purchase the Xbox Series X. Um, uh, the PS5, especially with backwards compatibility, I mean, I could sell my PS4, turn around, get a PS5 or something. You know, I, there's still plenty of reason for me to get a PS5. Now, if it comes out, the PS5 is still like 200 bucks more expensive than the Xbox Series X. That might change a few minds, but for me... I don't know. It's just it's going to well, be the PS5. That that's a good question uh, to ask before this is over. Like, what at what price point would you buy it at launch? Like, what what is too expensive? Because you know the PS3 when it came out, they were just like, yeah, we want eight hundred dollars for this thing. Yeah, uh, my answer is going to be completely different because there aren't any exclusives on the on PlayStation right now that would make me go fuck I have to have this right now and my PC isn't enough like it, it would have to be really <laughs> really silly cheap to justify me getting it at launch 
Yeah, I mean that's that's another thing. Like I, right now, I don't see why I would need to get either one of them at launch. You know, like there's nothing that's been announced that I mean, there's hardly been anything announced. Period. Um, I mean, all the all the PlayStation games I was looking for to are out already, uh, except for um, uh, fucking Cyberpunk, which looks uh, cool. I might try that out. But I mean, I got a PC. You know, I can play it. I mean, I got I got ways of playing it already. Uh, and I didn't get a PS4 at launch. I didn't get a PS4 till fucking Arkham Knight dropped. Yeah, I didn't get one until uh, a year in, a little over a year. I, I got mine with, with Destiny. I, I remember, actually, when I first started working at the game store, it was right, right before, like, literally two weeks or so before the PS4 came out. And uh, one of my coworkers at the time, <clears throat> uh, who I had to fire as soon as I took over, that's neither here nor there, but <laughs> one of my coworkers at the time <laughs> was, uh, um, he had a PS4. And a couple of months, a few months into it, he was asking me. He was trying to sell it to me. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to have a PS4." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll sell, I'll sell you this and uh, and Killzone. Uh, I'll give you, I'll, kill, I'll throw Killzone in." I'm like, "Dude, bet that sounds pretty good." Let me uh, let me call my wife and talk to her about that first. So I called her and I was like, "Hey, uh, dude's trying to sell me a PS4. Uh, he's gonna give me Killzone." She's like, "Is that a game you really want to play?" And I'm like. <laughs> No, not really. <laughs> I, I got. The, I'm like, hey, man, I'm not going to get that PS4. I'm just going. <laughs> just going to wait. You know, there's not nothing out for it right now. <laughs> so I'm good... Imagining her, and she doesn't even really play video games that much. Just being like, Rhett, what the fuck is Killzone? <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's what it was. She was like, "Is that a good game?" I'm like. I don't no. think so. That's a good point. What's uh, funny is I got I that Killzo game and I fucking hated it. <laughs> well, really... the, I think that's the only game he had. He was trying to sell his PS4 already, so that that probably should have been the red flag. But uh, yeah. yeah, I just I just waited. But <sighs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, by the time I got my PS4, like I said, it was when Arkham Knight came out, and it was just just before like Metal Gear Solid Five, and uh, and plus you know we, we knew Kingdom Hearts was coming out at some point. And games like <laughs> Kingdom Hearts and Metal Gear Solid, it just feels natural to play on PlayStation. Like, I don't like playing it on anything else because that's what I grew up playing it on. I'm the same way. <clears throat> so I just went ahead. That felt like a good time to go ahead and get it. Um, and I've loved it ever since. It's a great console for me. I still got the OG, just the original PS4, and I'm still making it work. You know, uh, speaking of what you've said about like it feeling right to play things on certain consoles like that has kind of changed my expectations for games like there are games that i could have easily gotten for super cheap on pc by now that i keep nearly buying for full price on switch and i think it's because anytime i have the switch in my hands my expectations are a little lower <laughs> and so I, I feel like i can enjoy the game more like i i will probably not even bother playing he Hearts 3 at this point but if they were to be like hey it's on switch now i would fucking binge that bit <laughs> because I just feel like that's it. so weird to me. God, that's so weird to me. Yeah, it, it, I can I can play it five feet from my TV. I'll give you full price. <laughs> nah, dude, you think I'm five feet from my TV? I'm just I I want you to. I'm gonna get this on air and in recorded format right now. I go to I go to bed with my Switch every night. Like it's laying in bed next to me, and I wake up and I don't even get up. I just turn on Animal Crossing, <laughs> and, and just that lazy fantasy of being able to do that is so satisfying <laughs> oh I, I get that for animal crossing but not a fucking jrpg <laughs> like you can't play that in 15 minute bursts really and then it's like i don't know that's fair enough because i tried getting back into super mario odyssey re recently and that doesn't actually feel as good on the switch Lite. but yeah yeah one day i'll get a switch i swear to god 
Okay. I know that we have gone long enough to justify a uh, a, cons- a podcast being over, but I actually do have a, a, one more question I can think of, which is what are some games that you really see getting the most benefit out of these performance upgrades? Like when we talk about the things that the the um, the new Unreal Engine can do, and we talk about the things that the this new SSD can do. What are the games or concepts that we see benefiting the most from this as we move forward? I think I think well, like I don't know what what engine uh, Monster Hunter uses, but like if it's anything like that Unreal Engine, I think the next Monster Hunter will be fucking godlike. Yeah. Well, you know, even if you don't have big free roaming levels like what I'm talking about, you can at least have a sincerely improved level of like interactive environment like it it doesn't have to just be oh they're on the viney things now i can do the viney trap now like it could be i'm gonna cut this fucking tree down on this t-rex's neck (laughs) you know yeah Yeah. i uh that's a that's a a doozy i'm not sure yeah i'm I'm just not sure what what my answer would be for that because i feel like i need to see more like i actually need to physically see something like a game or maybe a re-release or or the sequel to something done on the next gen for me to be like oh shit yeah that really benefits from from all this because like i mean it kind of goes back to my whole saying about the graphics and so as far as the graphics are concerned i mean it, graphics yeah. look great now yeah kick them up a notch if you can but gameplay is really what i'm more, more concerned about but i mean if you can make it something like you know, there's not there's not just invisible walls, basically. Like, yeah. it's open world. You're not held back by just dumb limitations, like an invisible wall or, like, a plant being in the way of this hallway. You know, yeah. it's just something like that. If you can really expand out and make it, like, a true open world experience, shit like that would be really cool to me. Um, but, like I said, I, I think I just need to see more yeah. before I can actually give you a, a real concrete answer. Well, yeah. the, the place my mind always <laughs> goes with stuff like that is stuff like volumetric matter like when we talk about like voxels and minecraft like it also reminds me of way back when the force unleashed came out that was the first time that they had that sort of volumetric distortion of like materials wherever you use the force on a wooden door and it splinters you use force on a metal door and it bends like that was the first time that that happened uh-huh. like because before it had to be like a triggered instance where this door will now become the broken door and and that changed it to where this door will become more than one individual piece of material with its own physics. So like, I would like to see, like, I'll just give you an example. You know, we've already had an open world Metal Gear, and I know we're not getting more Metal Gear games more than likely. This is not really what I mean. But can you just sort of imagine, like, Metal Gear Solid 1, we're dropping you into the facility. It's not a whole bunch of different pre-rendered sections that are connected by teleportation doors, right? Because, like, that's how most video games work. Like, it's just a bunch of different levels that you have to move through linearly in some fashion with keys. Like, it's not that. It's a big fucking facility. Uh, we need you to, to get in there and kill the guy and do the thing, right? Like, you know, so, kind of more like Assassin's Creed style where it's the it's the game that they marketed but never delivered <laughs> where you really do have freedom of how you accomplish this but everybody's got their own like you know routines and stuff like that these are the kind of things that i enjoy seeing in games i enjoy fucking stalking characters in grand theft auto 5 and watching them go through their routines and i feel like a game that capitalized on that where like we've really got the room for the detail that's uh-huh. that's where i could see games really improving from that 
What yeah. I would what I would kind of like to see is especially uh, specifically with the detail, like mm-hmm. you know, say you're playing a game and you're in a level where you you shoot a wall and there's a bullet hole in that wall, or like maybe there's a destructible environment, like maybe you break down a pillar or whatever, or maybe I just take my gun and I just write piss fuck in the wall. I don't know, <laughs> but like hours and hours into the game, I progress, but then when I come back to that level. It's that's still there yeah yeah like it's all blood stains or anything you know dropped ammo for that matter all of it's still the same spot i left it in it didn't just heal up over yeah. after 30 seconds or whatever so little details like that or maybe even like in an open world game like if i chop down a bush like if i'm in a jungle or something and i chop down a bush i mean this is stretching i mean i know this requires a lot of resources a lot of fucking manpower or just whatever a lot of work but Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that not what we're trying to get to? Is that not like yeah. progression? You know, so yeah. I would like to see more detail like that that just stays consistent throughout yeah. the game until and basically until I delete my save file and start over. I would like to see stuff like that. Yeah, and and you said you haven't seen that tech demo, right? No, I've I've always seen like just bits and pieces. When I was watching some videos, kind of talking about uh, these two systems, um, they kind of referenced it a little bit, kind of showed like a. Like a screenshot or two of them, but I haven't actually watched yeah. it though. Okay, well, well, when you get around to watching it, uh, here's what I want you to consider. It's something Max said when he when he watched it in his reacts video. He was just like, like eventually this girl, she's in like a cave and she eventually gets out of it, and you she gets out to where you can see like the horizon. It's like an open world, and you can see everything. You can see so fucking far away. It's it it looks insane. And he's like, all I could think about when she walked out that door is how like leaving Midgar is going to look in the next part of remake because the next part is going to basically have to be open world. And like, he's just like, I think they're waiting on shit like this, like this engine things that can, you know, where the console can handle this much stuff at once. It makes me wonder if that's why they decided to do it in installments of like, well, we could do Midgar now, but the rest of it, we cannot, not until Tekken that's a great point and uh, something I hadn't considered up until now, but you, you might be right. Cause I mean, obviously they could do Midgar on the PS4 and, and to detail, you know, yeah, there's some, some texture issues here and there, but Midgar looked really great in this, in this last, in the remake and uh, the way they just spaced, you know, expanded exp- <clears throat> out and evolved, evolved it and just, just the exploration of Midgar. I mean, that looked really good, but it was still just Midgar. Like you were just relegated to that, to that, that section. Whereas like you said, the next installment will have to be basically Gaia exploration, like open world map, you know, I have to throw all that in there. So yeah, I mean, if, if the next gen console is capable of just really doing that justice, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I could, I could see them, yeah. you know, explain more why they did it episodic like that, why they went ahead and did Midgar on the PS4, because PS4 could handle it. Um, you know, so that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually a really good point. So I'll have to keep that in mind when I watch the tech demo. Yeah, it's it it looks amazing. That's all I can say. And as long as it's not a lie, like I can really see how games will improve from here. Because you know, every generation has had that. It's never going to get better than this, and then it does. You know, and like yeah. I, I, I think it will always. Where, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it gets to a point to where it's not as as noted. I mean, once upon a time, it was just obvious. You know, you're yeah. you're literally skipping generations. Like you're going from the previous generation to the next one in terms of games, in terms of graphics. Um, and I guess sure. Well, like the 360, at some point, some of us were like, "Man, I don't see how it gets any better with this than this." And then the PS. But I mean, it gets to a point where it's like, how realistic is too real? Like, how how much more realistic can we actually get? 
yeah. But, you know, again, it's, it's going to slow down. Yeah. It's the yeah. things that you don't notice because, you know, when in those previous generations, you know, whether we recognized ourselves doing it or not, we were going, OK, I got to give it some some leeway here. And then even in the newer stuff, we weren't looking for things like shadows. We weren't looking for things like volumetric volumetric lighting. We weren't looking exactly for like hyper detailed textures or like the gloss on a person's eyeball. But there will come a time when if we see a game where we don't see the gloss in a person's eyeball, we'll go, ugh, this hasn't aged well. <laughs> well, <laughs> oddly enough, that's kind of where Final Fantasy VII Remake is. And, like, Red will know what I'm talking about, and you haven't played it yet, obviously, but, mm-hmm. like, the, the main characters in that game, the models for, like, Cloud and Tifa and Barrett, are so well done and so perfect that when when you get to parts of that game where the textures are bad it is fucking jarring like it is bad bad it's almost like sports titles or or something where there's so much focus on the main characters but like the background people in the crowd are just like cardboard (laughs) i mean it's it's not quite that bad but it's kind of similar kind of reminiscent of that where obviously they put all their time into the main characters yeah. And then, like, supporting, like, background characters are just kind of, <laughs> I don't know, like, a step or two behind in terms of yeah. and, how and I, they are. I th- like, like Rhett was saying, I think this engine is going to, to remedy stuff like that. Like, yeah. like, like, like I said, it's going to let us go into the open world, and it's also going to fix uh, things like, like those textures. Like, the PS4 probably just couldn't quite handle it, and they were just like, this is, this is where we have to, to cut back. You know, yeah. like like we, we can go ahead and make Midgar, but, you know, everything from here forward, we're going to have to wait for this new technology and it's going to look great. Yeah. And I can and get behind can. that. I can I can get behind that. Consider me convinced because I, I think I was kind of more um, negative towards like how much further can we take it. But now that you're mentioning like especially like background elements or background characters and things where they obviously can't put that much time into because it would just really put a strain on the system um you know stuff like that and i think that would be i think it'll make a real difference i think it'll be real noticeable um and then go a long way so i can i can get behind that yeah and i can't explain it the way that video did but when you watch it you'll you'll see what i'm talking about because he he explains how like this one d super detailed statue can be replicated like so x amount of times and all of them look identical like none of them have any texture loss like they are all the same you know, and like that, that really made me think of Final Fantasy VII when he said that. It looks crazy to me. I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. I'm on, I'm on board with that. I think it's gonna need something like that. Like likewise for what we were talking about with VR, it's gonna need something like that for it to ever work. Because like like we talked about, like when you're scrutinizing things to that detail, it really ruins your your um, suspension of disbelief. Because like Chase said, you know there are a lot of moments when you're watching that it just looks like a PS4 game. But it's because if you're just sweeping your eyes across, it's just like, yeah, people put a lot of fucking work into shit, whatever. But that's not how most video games work. Like most video games aren't just you walking through an area and then leaving it alone. Most video games are you interacting with that world, scrutinizing that world. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah so uh, PS5. <laughs> yeah. I'm, clear, clear I'm cut all kinds of, yeah. I'm all kinds of in, man. Like, I think the only way I won't get it at launch is if 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 the games are just shit. Or if it's just something, I'm just like, ah, that looks cool. Don't really fucking care. And it's over six hundred dollars. Yeah. Like if the price is if the price is there, if it's the same for both systems or close. Um, if you're an Xbox fan, fan, uh, and you just don't have a PC, whatever, by all means, 
go in on Xbox Series X. But to me, it's just like right now, unless something dramatic happens between now and release, it's PS5 all the way. Yeah, this makes the most sense for me. I got PC already. Love PlayStation. PlayStation exclusive or exclusives are great. So uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. where I stand with it. Sonic the Hedgehog OC Maker exclusively on Xbox One X Series One X. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, outside of being just a straight up Xbox fanboy, basically what Rhett said, like if you if you got a game in PC or even a moderate okay PC, uh, PS4 is where it's at, man. Like you're not gonna get to play those anywhere else. Whereas Microsoft's, you more than likely are. Yeah. Which I commend them for. That's a real bro move. You know, I don't have to buy the fucking Xbox. Right. Yeah. That's 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 pretty nice. I can actually play the next Halo because <laughs> it's gonna give me a chance. I'm hype. I'm hyped for I'm hyped for next generation gaming period. But like we've already talked about, I I hope they still know how to innovate and how to put this technology to best use. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, same. All right, Chase, how do we bring this one to a close? Uh, hey buddy. Oh, I thought that was candy. <laughs> oh, I'm talking to my friends right now. I'm talking into the microphone. You want to say hi? You just gotta say hey everyone. Just say <laughs> hey everyone. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Say hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> hey, can you go, go, can you go hang out with mommy for just a minute? I'm about to, I'm about to be done. Go hang out with mommy for just a minute. I'm, about, I'm almost done. No, I need to watch. Why you? Why you need to? No. <laughs> Stop messing with my microphone. Go hang out with mommy for a minute. I'll be. I'm almost done. <laughs>